Welcome to week 14 of Pick'em with Dan and Dave. We have a, uh, a special guest tonight as David is off on his honeymoon, so congrats to him. Congrats, we, Dave. We are filming in beautiful Olathe, Kansas tonight on a Thursday evening as we prep for Thursday night football, but I first want to welcome my good friend, uh, Mike Jennings. So hey, good. welcome to Pick'em with Dan Good and to Dave. be here, buddy. So try to do this as naturally as possible you know you've you've watched the show as as you as you know and some of us listening on the podcast we probably haven't hold the, told the whole story dave and i have done this for going on three years just really in our fantasy football group and mike was actually one of the inspirations to start this show and then uh earlier this year this is episode four we decided to send it more out to the world and i could not think of a better person to join me tonight so, you know the drill. We've got 10 games that we're going to talk about tonight. There's yeah. only 12 on the whole slate between Sunday and Monday due to six teams on a bye week this week. So, pretty slim pickings on who we don't talk about. There's yeah. a few games we probably wouldn't have on a normal week. But 10 games, we've got the spreads, we've got the totals, and uh, you've graced us with your special crazy teaser of the week. And I know you're excited, and we'll just jump right into it with you know, what some might call a really big game in the AFC East. Uh, we're just going to jump right into it. The Jets and the Bills. <sighs> yeah. Uh, really, really big matchup as this does have playoff implications uh, for the Jets and seeding implications for the Bills. I think the Bills are pretty safely in, um, but that's a really tough division of all of them are still very much alive in the playoffs. Like, it it would not shock me. Buffalo has a really tough schedule. I don't think it would surprise anyone if they won the division yeah. or they were a wild card team. Yeah. You know, they're really they're going to be 1, 2 or 5 or 6. Yeah, I think I think the thing you got to think about in the AFC East right now is you have all these teams with all of these great records, you know, heading into the playoffs, but the last 5 weeks of Buffalo's schedule is just brutal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was kind of looking at, you know, where the Chiefs are and where the Bills are, and hey, you know, are the Chiefs going to be able to get that number one seed? And just kind of looking at how the Chiefs are, you know, their division and their opponents, the AFC East is just going to completely just mash up against each other. And so you're going to see one or two of those teams really fall out, but we'll talk about that a little bit yeah, later. Yeah, we know that there's no easy week in the National Football no. League. But Any given when Sunday. You, when you look at strength of schedule, that that's a good point that I, mean, I know we'll talk about the Chiefs later. But there's a lot of teams that are still very much alive for that very much needed bye week in the playoffs that it's going to come down to the very end. And the AFC, looking at it today, going into week 14, I don't see teams resting players in week 18. So you're going to need that buy. Agreed. So Agreed. in that, the Jets and Buffalo, the Buffalo Bills are favored by nine and a half. Yeah. 43 and a half being the total on this one. That's a lot of points uh, for a division game that the Jets did win just a couple weeks ago in New York. Uh, there's a lot going on around the Jets. They're seven. They're seven and five, with a massive quarterback controversy, and uh, that's that's rough to see. And it, it it's kind of weird to think that Mike White might be the better option there, 
in New York. And that's why I think that this game stays closer than what Vegas has it. I understand the line on where it is, but the Bills, they're battling injuries even more. Von Miller going down, exploratory surgery turns into an ACL surgery that he's done. So give me the Jets plus nine and a half, but give me the over. Points are going to be scored in Buffalo. Yeah, I, I agree with you on the, the points are going to be scored. I was just kind of looking at the, the weather for Buffalo on Sunday. It looks like it's going to be a high of 39 and a low of 31 with rain. Uh, so we've, we've seen games like this in the past. You know, you got the wind, you got the rain. Uh, anything can happen with, with turnovers. I do expect a lot of uh, uh, points to be scored. If you remember in the first matchup, um, you know, Sauce, uh, he was all over the damn place. And, and the Jets' defense was really what won that game. Uh, and the Buffalo, Buffalo Bills' just lack of offense in that one. I think you're going to see a completely different game. It's in Buffalo. We're in December. Uh, you got, you know, the Bills going for that number one seed right now. Um, I see this being a really, really tight game at halftime. Uh, and then I see the Bills just absolutely running away with it. Uh, I, I got Bills um, with the, with the minus nine and a half on that one. Yeah, fair. Yeah. Battle of Ohio, another team in a little bit of distress. The Cleveland Browns will be going to Cincinnati this time. Cincinnati is favored by six with 47 being the total in that game. Cincinnati coming off of a really big victory and a really good football game against Kansas City. Um, Cleveland, strong. You know, they got the win down in Houston, but if you watched any of that Ooh. game, Brutal. that was rough. Brutal. Deshaun Watson, Oof. that was very close, if not the worst game in his career uh, as a whole. QBR, I think I saw it, like 45 for the game. That's It was brutal to watch. Um, the Browns have won the last five of these matchups and eight of the last nine. Hmm, interesting. I did not know that. Yeah. Hmm. That, I don't think, continues. Joe Burrow gets his first win against the Browns this week. Give me Cincinnati plus or minus six in that one. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you on that one. I think that, uh, you know, what we've seen from Joey B over the, the first couple of years, and I know he got injured in that, that first year, right? But, you know, Joey B is a just completely different breed when it comes to, you know, December and January. We saw this last year. They were pretty lackluster going into the playoffs. Um, you know, the Chiefs and the Bills just beat the shit out of each other. Um, and then, you know, the Bengals were able to kind of capitalize on that. But I see them getting hot. They're getting their uh, their offense back together, uh, you know, and, and, and Jamar Chase coming back. And um, I, I definitely see uh, – the only way I see the Browns winning this game is if they give the ball to Chubb every single down. That is the only way that I see it, and they just ground and pound them. But I'm with you. I got the Bengals minus six. They tried that last week in – Houston and Chubb, they couldn't just get him going. And then Deshaun had to throw the ball in just a sloppy football game. And, you know, we don't expect Chubb to have weeks like that very often, but they're going to have to hold the ball, and that's not something they could do last week. Yep. Eagles will be in New York or New Jersey, if we're being technical, to play the Giants this week. Um, another big division matchup. You're going to see a lot of those as we wrap up the season. The league likes to load the back end of that schedule with a lot of division games that mean something. Um, but Philly favored by seven in this game. 45 and a half is the total. Did you watch that Jets game last week? Or the Giants game last week, I'm sorry. Yeah, they did the most NFC East thing that they could possibly do. I was actually watching with Jeff, and I mean, we were we were just like, wow. Like, we... 
the most NFC East thing to do is to miss like three, four field goals and then tie. I mean, feel like there's a tie every single year in the NFC East. So it was their time to do their NFC East thing. But I can't say, you know, a lot about, about what the NFC East is doing this year because it's way, you know, overproducing than what we thought it was going to be. But, uh, that was definitely the most NFC East thing to do. For you sure. know, I mean, that's the NFL salute to the World Cup, I think. Game ending in a tie. I agree. I agree. Eagles are favored by seven again. Forty-five and a half is the number. The Eagles. We've talked previously with Dave about the the flows of an NFL season. How you have the big up, and we saw Philly take a really big rise at the beginning. They've leveled off. They've kind of dipped a little bit. The Giants. They've put together good competitive football games, and this is kind of my sleeper of the week. Um, could very well see it going wrong, but. It's still a division game. I think it's going to end up being closer. Uh, Eagles will win this game. Wholeheartedly believe that, but it's going to be close. I'll take the Giants plus seven. Yeah, I'm going to go the uh, the flip side on this one. I'm going to I'm going to pick the Eagles. Uh, I'm with you. Uh, they started out super strong. They uh, <clears throat> they got a little bit of a reality check. Um, and then last week they just looked brilliant in a game that I actually thought Tennessee was going to, going to win. Yep. Um, and they played a tough Tennessee, uh, t- tough Tennessee team. Um, I think they, they're, they're getting it back together. They got their swag. They got their mojo. I think they come out. I like the Eagles with the, with the, uh, the points here. Our next one, NFC North matchup that with a Vikings win, they will win the division. Uh, but this was one that we talked about as we made the pick sheet for the week. I was surprised at the line. This game will be in Detroit, but Detroit is favored by two. 53 being the total in that game, and I'm not surprised by that. If you look at defenses, and I think you sent this one to me, so I'm going to steal it. Yeah. Um, if you look at the defenses, these teams give up the most yards per game in the NFL. Detroit is last. Minnesota is second to last. Detroit is playing some of the best football we've seen them play in years over the past yeah. four or five weeks. They've come on strong. Um, and let's go ahead and say that they're going to rain on Minnesota's parade. I know we have a lot of friends in Minnesota that are going to probably put me on their hit list for this. But yeah. let's see those Lions pick up a big division win. I'll take them plus two. Yeah, or I'll- minus two, I'm sorry. I was super impressed with the way that they played the Bills. Um, they played some really tough teams down to the wire. Like you said, uh, you know, they're giving up um, over 400 yards a game uh, as far as the Lions go. And then the second uh, worst is, you know, at like 396, 397, which is, which is the, the Minnesota team. So I think that you're going to see a lot of points in this one. I think it's going to come down to uh, Minnesota kicking a field goal. And uh, and dinking, doinking, and dunking off the damn thing, and winning by uh, by three points is yeah. what I think you see. I I love that. I yeah. do. Um, so, but also give me the over in that one. I agree with you. Oh, there's yeah. going to be points. Oh yeah, fifty three is a scary number. Yeah, but there's going to be points in that game, especially that's in gonna, the dome. That's Holy gonna, crap! That's going to be a firework. That's going to be a fun. That's going to be a fun one to watch. Baltimore at Pittsburgh. Mm. First time they're meeting this year, this late in the season. Pittsburgh favored by two and a half. A very low line of 37. Not surprised by that. Lamar, more than likely, not playing this week. Yeah. 
Um, well, this this is actually one of my spotlight games I really, really dug into. So you have Kenny Pickett out there. Uh, you know, he's he's doing great things as a rookie quarterback. I like what, how he's developed. You have George Pickens as your wide receiver. He's been a solid number one all season. He's kind of competing with uh, Chris Olave for the the best rookie uh, wide receiver this year. Uh, Najee's in year two now. He keeps improving. Um, I think that he just got, like, the Angry Run Award for, mm-hmm. like, the third week. Week. That uh, was like, a brutal <clears throat> run. That stiff arm was brutal. Yeah, for sure. Um, the Steelers have won three of the last four games, um, you know, in general. And the only loss during that time period was against Cincinnati, and it was a one-possession game. If you remember, they lost by seven. Uh, Baltimore has won five of their last six games. So you have two teams that have really been, you know, performing really, really well. Looking at, like, the key injuries, uh, TJ Watt just got beat to shit against the Falcons. He's got a rib injury, but he is going to play. Uh, Najee looks like he's going to be healthy from that abdominal strain that he suffered a, a couple of weeks weeks ago um it, key injuries for baltimore you know you have R- rashad bateman out for the season with that foot injury you have jk dobbins um which has been out and he may suit up um after four weeks on the injured reserve gus the bus i mean everyone loves gus the bus but the guy only had six carries for 12 yards last week and then Kenyon drake came in looked okay um, Lamar's left knee strain out one to three weeks. It really cuts out his running ability tremendously if he decides to play. And then you have Tyler Hunt as a uh, backup quarterback, and he's one and three as a starter in his career with his only win uh, being against them back in 2021. Um, so uh, the last five games, Steelers have won eight of the last – 11 meetings head-to-head with Baltimore. Uh, there's a 50% chance of rain, a high of 47, a low of 34. It's a noon game. You're going to have that 40-degree kind of cold rain. Um, the original line, I think, was minus 3 over uh, under 37. I personally bet on the under here, and if I have to bet, I would bet on the Steelers. Um, but I have them winning like a 19 to 13 or a 16 to 13 game. Um, so I'm way under what they're predicting. Uh, especially if it's raining, you're going to see a ton of running, a lot of clock chewing. Um, I'm going to call over f- four plus turnovers in this one due to the wow. potential sloppy conditions. Wow. So, yeah, I'm going to say four turnovers or more in this one. Um, and you're going to see a super sloppy game. Um, if you look at the, the Ravens over uh, the last couple of weeks against Jacksonville, they struggled to really score points. So I'm seeing really, really low down to the wire game here, three to six point game. And it's not going to get out of the 30s in my opinion. Yeah, this this game scares me. Yeah. Uh, I was a little bit better if Lamar was going to be in it. I don't trust the Steelers at all. And after watching the game that they squeaked out last week, I don't trust Huntley. Um, I'm with you at minus 37. This is going to be a sloppy football game Agreed. that might be hard to even watch. Yeah. Agreed. So, <laughs> yeah. So and you would think with those two teams that you'd want yeah. to watch them, right? But that, that's one that at the beginning of the season when the schedule came out, you're like, oh, that's a huge division yeah. game. They're going to beat the shit out of yeah. each other. It's going to be fun to watch. No, sure. this is going to be a bad football game mm-hmm. to watch, and I feel sorry for those in Pittsburgh that will be in the stands. Totally agree. And I hope I'm wrong, but I don't think I am. I'm not normally <laughs> when I call a shit show game. Yep. All right. The team of murderers, the Jacksonville Jaguars. And the Tennessee Titans. You know, we talked about the Eagles a little bit ago. Those are the Eagles. 
And AJ Brown got the, that Titans GM fired this week. Yeah. Um, good for him. Yeah. Good on him. <laughs> Way to just give a giant middle finger on the field with all your touch. You know, <clears throat> don't quote me on the number, but I believe that AJ Brown himself has one less touchdown than the whole receiving core of the Titans this wow. season. Wow. Okay. I know our our fact checker is probably checking me on that oh, right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Jacksonville at Tennessee at noon. This one could be another sloppy one. Tennessee minus three and a half. 41 and a half the total. I looked back at Tennessee. We've been high on Tennessee the last couple of weeks. And uh, that might have been a false thing to do. Um, they got destroyed against a good Eagles team. But if you look, they lost their first two games. They went and won five in a row, and then they've struggled again. But if you look at their schedule, those wins were against teams that don't have a winning record and are playing not good football. Their losses are against teams that are going to be in the playoffs. You know, they went through, you know, we already said earlier today, there is no such thing as an easy week in the National Football League, but they went through an easier stretch of that schedule. And they won football games. Good on them. That builds the morale. That team's struggling. If you can't get Derrick Henry going early, they're not going to win a football game. That is their offense. They have to get Derrick going to open up any sort of passing. Yep, play action. And that's what we saw against the Eagles. They could not get King Henry going, and they got destroyed. Now, Jacksonville. They have a good defense of attempted murderers. Yes, I'm still on this Chiefs game. But, Juju! Yeah, rest, rest in peace, Juju. But that team, we saw it when we were there, Mike. They put a good game plan together, and they can do it. Trevor Lawrence, I thought, completely tore his ACL last week. Instead, he sprained his toe. If you would have watched that, how that leg bent, there's no way that you would have told me he didn't. He's going to play. And I'm always a little bit high on Jacksonville. I'm going to be high on him here. Jacksonville plus three and a half. Jacksonville money line is not out of the question for me in this game. Yeah, I think, you know, I think that with these two teams, uh, it, they're coming to a crossroad this, this week. It's either you're going to, you know, be able to figure out what your identity is this week. Um, I'm with you. Uh, I think that it is going to be a tough game for either team. I think that the only way that Tennessee wins is if they establish that run game and get the play action going. Um, but I, I wouldn't be a betting man on, on this. Uh, I, I don't know which direction it's going to go. Uh, I just think that there's going to be, um, more than, uh, more points scored. So I'm going to go with the over on this one. Um, you know, Tennessee's been putting up, uh, you know, 17 to 24 points a game. Jacksonville can score. Um, I think you might even see a couple pick sixes here or, you know, some turnovers in the, in the red zone. So I'm going to go with the over on this one. I'm not going to even try to figure out who's going to win. Yeah. So I do have Jacksonville plus three and a half. I said, I think that they could win. I still think Tennessee probably is going to win that game, but it's going to be close. And that's when we get to my crazy parlay of the week, you'll see that the Titans are in there as the money line pick. Um, but this is going to be a close game, and I think it's going to be a sloppy one. And the Titans very well could be the one that lose the crazy parlay of the week, and I wouldn't be shocked if they did. Yeah, they screwed me last week. So yeah, 
<laughs> All right, this game got flexed out of Sunday Night Football because they did not want to make America suffer through another game of the Broncos in primetime. Oh, my gosh. So many bad games. When the broadcast map came out, though, this is what surprised me. When a game gets flexed out, normally the viewership is very limited. Like, I expected this to be, you know, Kansas City, St. Louis is going to see the game. Probably the state of Missouri, the state of Kansas. And then the state of Colorado is going to see the Broncos, you know, that surrounding Denver area. The broadcast map, though, almost half the country is not going to have a CBS noon game. They will have a CBS late game. Hmm. Because they're, and CBS put their number two crew on it of Iron Eagle. Uh, Interesting. A lot of the country is still going to see this football game. So NBC didn't really get what they want. They wanted out of that, but I understand why they did it. Kansas City down in Denver. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, I believe he's 8 0 against the Broncos in his career. Yeah. Even though. Uh, he doesn't lose in December either, does he? Well, he lost his first one last week. Well. This is a good that. this is a good pickup game. Kansas City is favored by nine and a half. Forty three is the total. Now we just trashed Denver a little bit. I've said it a million times on here. I respect the hell out of Denver's defense. Their defense is holding teams to the fewest points in the National Football League. But their offense is absolutely atrocious. It is painful to watch. Yeah. Um that is why. I'm going to go Denver plus nine and a half in this game because I think it is going to be low scoring. I think this is a game that the under hits as well at 43. Under 43 in that game, I think it's going to be close. But I don't see either team getting over, you know, 20 in this one. Definitely don't see the Broncos over like 10. Uh, But their defense could be very challenging for the Chiefs, and it's going to make Mahomes have to work a little bit. This is also a game, we talked about it today, of this could be a trap game. Yeah, um, I kind of look at this one, you know, the the Chiefs played the Rams a a couple weeks back. Rams have a really good defense. They struggle on offense, um, so we kind of saw how that one went. This is a division game. It just seems like no matter what, uh, Patty likes to have those one possession games, uh, you know, and and it just always comes down to the wire. No matter if they're playing the Chargers, the Raiders, or the Broncos, it's in Denver. Uh, Denver would like nothing better than to to see a, Chris, a Christmas win here uh, near Christmas, and and to be able to deflate the Chiefs uh, and and kind of show, hey, you know, we're still we're still relevant, even though they're not. Um, so I like the Chiefs here. Um, I think that it's a really, really, really close game, and the the Chiefs end up uh, pulling out uh, about a 10-point win. So I'm going to go with the Chiefs, but I think it's going to be a super close game until the end, and the the score is going to look a lot more lopsided than what the actual game is, in my opinion. I agree. Yep. Um, You know, do you ever look at Mahomes's, or I'm sorry, the Kelsey Brothers podcast or listen to any of that? No, but I've heard it's really Mahomes has been talking a lot on that and kind of tweeting about um, a lot of talk of the QB sneaks are basically like guaranteed on the fourth and one. He goes, yeah, till you blow out your kneecap. He's been talking a lot about that one lately, kind of making fun of it a little bit. It's, It's kind of funny to hear his take on that. But let's go into the game that most of the country will see in the late window. Tampa Bay at San Francisco. This would have been another one beginning of the season you're like this is going to be a good football game i don't know if this is going to be a good football game anymore 
Tampa Bay last week. I don't know how they won that game on Monday night. You know, I went to bed. They were down. I was like, this is awful to watch. Joe Buck was very excited for that game, though, in the open. Uh, but they, Tom Brady, fourth quarter, figured it out. You know, Jeff's here, big Bills guy. He's watched that way too many times up in Orchard Park. But uh, we got to see it again. But San Francisco, this might be my team that, and they are my team, that that is my sleeper to walk their way into the Super Bowl. I think that they will give the Eagles a lot of trouble in the NFC Championship game. And that is the NFC Championship game I do predict to happen. That defense is incredible. Their offense has the weapons it needs. And yes, Purdy is going to play. He is the first Mr. Irrelevant to throw a touchdown pass in the National Football League, but he doesn't have to do it alone. And that's what we see a lot with these young quarterbacks is they have to feel like they go out and do it alone. He doesn't need to take advantage of big plays. He doesn't even need to go for him. Give Debo the ball four yards down the field. He's going to run it out. Give the ball to McCaffrey. He's going to run the ball out. They have a very well-rounded team. Similar to what we talked about Buffalo going into the season. Very well-rounded team. Um, and Shanahan has found a way to get that team going. And it, they're looking really good. You know, they got exposed a little bit against Kansas City, and I don't think that that really was that team. Um, that was an off day for them because they've rallied right back and are playing great football. So San Francisco, minus three and a half. Tampa, again, I talked about this a couple weeks ago. They'll end up in the playoffs with a losing record. Yeah, I, I'm with you here. Uh, I think that the I, I actually have this as uh, the Niners as my my lock of the week. Um, I don't even think this game is close. Um, I think that Christian McCaffrey. If you look at the Tampa Bay defense, um, they're top top six or seven in the league right now. But if you look at um, where they are in run defense, they're actually not that good. Um, I think they're around 18 or so. Mm -hmm. um, so you have Christian McCaffrey just pounding the ball all game long against them. Um, just a little bit of history on, on, on Brock Purdy. Um, I kind of looked up some of his stats from Iowa State. Um, you know, he had a pretty good record. I think he was around like 80 and 33. Um, he averaged around two touchdowns per game, one interception per game, uh, and, and got around, you know, 250 yards a game in college. And it's kind of funny because uh, on Sunday, uh, he got two touchdowns, one interception, and he had 210 yards um, in that game. But he, you know, came in, came in after uh, uh, um, Jimmy G got injured. Um, so, yeah, I think that the, the Niners are going to just completely run over uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks. I don't think the Bucks get out of the single digits in this game. Wow. Uh, yeah. I, I don't see them scoring. I don't see them getting a lot of trash points. I think Tom Brady's like one tweet away from having a midlife crisis at this point. The chemistry on the Tampa Bay Bucks right now, if you look at Godwin and Evans and all of the different things that are happening, you had that punt the other day. It was kind of weird. Like Tom Brady was like, no, I don't want to, I don't want to, uh, punt the ball. I'm going to stay on the field. Then you had Bowles come in you know with five minutes left and say hey we're gonna put the ball which at the time i thought was a horrible decision obviously they came back um but tampa bay uh you know they they talk about 
them coming back last game, but really it wasn't about them coming back. I mean, the New Orleans Saints had a great game plan all week long. Uh, they went they went into like their two minute mode, but New Orleans got soft. Man, there was yep. a penalty in the end zone that you know ended up being a touchdown, and they didn't do what they kept they were doing all day all game long, and they should have. They should have kept with that, um, but I don't even see this one being freaking close. Um, I'm going to say Niners by nine. I would say 16, but who knows? Uh, Tom Brady might have a trash touchdown in the end, so I, I, I like the Niners all day long on this one. Pray for the Surface Tablets in San Francisco this week. <laughs> this next one's interesting. As we've been talking, it popped up on my phone. Tyreek Hill downgraded to questionable Ooh. in our Sunday night football matchup of the Dolphins going to L.A. to play the Chargers. I have not looked up what the injury is, but something popped on the injury report today for him to get downgraded. Miami favored by three and a half, 52 being the number. Um, Tyreek has picked up a lot of yards this year, hasn't had a lot of touchdowns, but he's got the big chunk plays to get him down close, and uh, that's been really good. For Miami, they had a really rough week last week against San Francisco, and uh, I think that that comes down to the defense. They were very well prepared for Tua in that game. A lot of weapons, though, and the Chargers, that's another team that has battled injuries all season long. Uh, Yes, it's a home game for them, but they're outmatched in just about every position here, uh, in my opinion. So, Dolphins... Minus three and a half. I'll also take the over in this game. If Tyreek doesn't play, that might skew that a little bit. But both of these offenses, we know they can put up points, but the Dolphins have showed they can close out a game. Yeah, Um, I'm I'm with you. Uh, I see a 30 to 27 game here. Uh, in either direction. Uh, If Tyreek is out, uh, I see it kind of probably swaying towards uh, San Diego. San Diego's had some really LA, buddy. Oh, They've sorry. Been out yeah, of yeah, 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 yeah. LA, yeah. LA, hell yeah. Um, so LA with their offensive line has just been beat up. Uh, if you looked at the Raiders game last week, Raiders were rushing four mm-hmm. and they had five sacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can, you know that the offensive line, um, I think they're down uh, two starters on their offensive line. They have a back, a, a few backups in there. They even have one backup that got injured. So they're really, really hurting. Um, you know, Keenan Allen is is back and he seems to be healthy. Looks like Mike Williams may or may not play. Um, so he did um, finally practice today. Did he? Yeah. Okay. Um, but I'm with you. I don't. I wouldn't bet on this one either way. I'm. I'm. I'm just calling a lot of points. I think uh, I, I would probably bet this one live. Uh, and just wait for it to sway seven to ten points yeah. in either direction, and then bet that it's going to be a three to six point game in the end. And and so that's kind of see how that first quarter goes and yeah. make your decision. Yep, yep, that's what I would do. Yep, but I'm with you. Points will be scored here. Yes, in this matchup. Yes, that turf in LA is fast, <laughs> very fast. <laughs> Monday night football. The Patriots will be going to the Cardinals. God, that's a rough one. Monday Night Football does not have the privilege of flexing, and they should. This is a game that should totally not be agree. on TV. Totally agree. The last couple of weeks of the season, there shouldn't even be a Monday Night Football Well, thank, thank they, God there they, isn't they one on Monday say, Night. They should just say, hey, we're going to the week of, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah, week 18, I don't believe there is a Monday Night game. Okay. Thank God. Everything's done by six. Uh, I don't know. It's, New England is favored by one and a half here. 44 is the total. 
This is a shit game. It's a shit show. I mean, um, but Arizona one and a half. I don't have a lot to say about this one. Yeah, I. I've been watching a little bit of the Hard Knocks on HBO Max with the Cardinals, so you start to kind of you know um, root for that team as they they start to go through you know with JJ Watt and um, and and those guys. Um, I think it just being at home. It's a, it's in uh, it's Arizona. in Arizona. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give the advantage to the Cardinals. Um, I do think they pull off the victory here, and and I think they win by probably three to six points. So Cliff Kingsbury, I think, is fired at the end of the year. I do too. I was actually thinking about that earlier. I th- I think that he's uh, I think he's lost the locker room. I mean, you've yeah. got Kyler. Yeah. You got little guy looking up to him yeah. like just yelling. Yeah. And you, that's not something you want to see from your quarterback, who should be the leader in the locker room. Yeah. Um. It doesn't look like Kyler and D Hop have really been on the, no. the same page all year long either. You know, you know? D Hop's first game back, they were on the same page, and it's kind of faded off. Yeah. Well, he had Colt McCoy in there for a couple of games, you know, while while he, um, Kyler got injured. So, yeah, I mean, I, I just think that just at Arizona, I think that they they take it. I, I just don't believe in New England's offense at all. Uh, they're just awful. I really, really thought Mac Jones was going to be a premier quarterback. Um, he's just not looking to be that way. If I had to make any bet on this one, it's I fall asleep. During it. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy parlay of the week time as yeah. we wrap it up. Yeah. Five legs, all money lined. Pretty soft odds this week, though, at plus 618. Um, And I'm going to go with Titans, Bengals, Chiefs, 49ers, and Cardinals in that one. And we're just going to see how it happens. We talked about it. I've kind of wish-washed on the Titans with Jacksonville. Um think the Titans come out, but I think that this ends up being a one- or two-point game in that one. That's the one that's going to lose it for us, though. So, Mike, being the guest host, we normally have the sicko teaser of the week. I, it looks like you've stuck with the teaser, but yeah. you can call it whatever you want. I've got it in there as the Mike J special bet, but... You can call your bet whatever. Yeah, you want. I like I like the Niners straight up. Uh, if anyone's betting just straight up, I like the Niners straight up uh, this week. I know that you're not getting really good odds. I think it's like uh, you know minus one eighty on that, but I like them straight up or with the points. Um, as far as my teaser goes, uh, I'm doing the I'm doing gonna do the uh, six point teaser. Um, I like the Vikings plus eight. Um, I like Philadelphia minus one. Um, I like San Francisco. I'm gonna double dip on San Francisco. And do plus two and a half. Um, I'm going to do Cincinnati at even money. And um, I'm going to do um, Buffalo at minus two and a half there. You know, you get the six point spread. It's going to be a plus three, 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 about $100 to get 333. I really, really think that that's going to hit. Um, I, I don't see, I don't foresee anything just breaking that up, but. You know, that's why why it's gambling. So Yeah. Yeah. The sicko teaser still has not hit. The crazy parlays hit once and it hit well. That was on a week that it was like over a thousand plus thousand odds. But I think the big question here, Dan, is are you parlaying the New York teams again this week? Obviously not, because they're playing the Bills, right? Game time decision. Okay. <laughs> Game Dan time. has rode the New York parlays. This whole entire season, but I also know that his DraftKings account starting to dwindle at this it's point. It's been a rough, it's been a rough two weeks. 
Um, yeah. So well, when you bet on World Cup soccer, I mean, and and volleyball and tennis, I mean, yeah, I mean, Mike, you're not going to do well. Mike on our DraftKings, there <laughs> you can share groups. And he's sitting there looking at what I've put in. I can see what he's put in and texting me like, dude, like you're just throwing shit out. And, <laughs> it's been a good season in the NFL. I should stick with the NFL. I agreed, but. It's With the- that, guys, Mike, thank you for joining hey, us this for week. Me. I'd love to and, do it again sometime. Yeah. And thank you to all of our listeners. We'll talk next week. Have a great one. Enjoy a great Sunday of action.